Welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed farm dealer for the last 17 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as anything else going on in the news, or anything going on in sports, or any other story that um, might be of interesting to me. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So the first thing I need to do is I need to give a shout out to my Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. It was a great game. A nail-biter came right down to the end. And we were victorious. And give a kudos to the 49ers. They played a great game. And the other discerning, discouraging thing about that game is I'm also a Cowboys uh, fan. So I've got my Chiefs and my Cowboys. And watching those teams, I just don't see how the Cowboys can beat either one of those teams uh, next year. We're just not there. Um, won't get into that. Won't share my opinions about Dak. But anyway, but then as we speak about the Chiefs and the Super Bowl, we can't go without mentioning the shooting that occurred during their, their parade. And, you know, this follows on the heels of the, another shooting here in Texas at Joel Osteen's church on, on Super Bowl Sunday. And, you know, both of those, those quote unquote mass shootings have, you know, just on cue, had the press and, of course, our wonderful president, you know, calling for more gun control. And, you know, on cue, you know, Mr. Meatball Brain, he's come out and said, you know, and this is his statement that he released. You know, it starts off talking about the tragedy and it says today's events should move us, shock us, shame us into acting. What are we waiting for? What else do we need to see? How many more families need to be torn apart? It is time to act. That's where I stand. And I ask the country to stand with me to make your voice react, to ban assault weapons, to limit high capacity magazines, strengthen background checks, keep guns out of the hands of those who have been no business owning them or handling them. So. First off, tongue-in-cheek, the greatest military power that has the most guns are controlled by a person, a man that has no business owning or handling, being responsible for the massive firepower we have. But that's neither here nor there. So, again, the typical call-outs for the ban on assault weapons, limited high-capacity magazines, strengthening background checks with, you know, no regard for the fact that there are states across this country that have all of those controls and they still don't do anything to prevent gun violence. Um, those, those are not the solution to our problem. They sound good, but you know, ultimately what they're trying to do, as we continue to say in this podcast, is they are trying to take away our Second Amendment. Put, let, remove our control, our ability to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves from defending ourselves against potentially a tyrannical government, and again violating our, our rights. But the media is not going to tell you that. They don't want. It. They don't care about that. They're they're right on board again with the the regime. And then the other thing we look at, you know, we look at these uh, these events that have hurt, happened. And, they, you know, they, they splash on, and, and then once the details start coming out, they slowly fade away because they don't fit their agenda. So let's go back to uh, the uh, Super Bowl Sunday shooting in Houston, and it turns out that the shooter was a transgender, and forgive me, she, she was biologically female, appeared male, uh, came in with her child, a seven-year-old child, and began shooting at the church and was then taken down by off-duty armed police officers that 
uh, killed her. And then unfortunately, her child was caught in the cross- crossfire and, and killed. And it's a terrible story. But there's no one to blame but that mother. She was in there. She had Palestine written on her gun stock using her own child as a, a shield. But so now that doesn't fit the narrative for the mainstream media. It wasn't an angry white guy going out to kill blacks. Um, it wasn't some, you know, grand, you know, right wing conspiracy, crazy person. It was a crazy person. And that's the problem we, that we keep forgetting to address these issues. It's, it's, there's a mental health issue. There's social issues. So then we look at, uh, and so go back, you know, they, they kind of drop that story. You know, we don't want to talk about a transgender that used her child and was supporting Hamas. No, we don't want that in the, you know, to be the, our quote unquote victim that we hold up in this shooting. And then you flat, flash forward to the Kansas City shooting and, you know, information's still coming out and we don't have a lot of it, but it's starting to piece together and it ends up, it was two teenagers that have now been taken into custody. The police are saying it was a dispute between people. And to me, it has the appearance that this was a gang-related, that the uh, other people got caught in the crossfire. There was a confrontation between probably two, two opposing groups, and it, it went sour. And unfortunately, people people got shot and hurt. But why? And I, I saw a map today. I'm from Kansas City, and apparently I grew up there. That's why I'm a Chiefs fan. I live in Texas now, so I'm a Cowboys fan. But the, apparently there are these places now in Kansas City that are called no-go zones. And there's areas within Kansas City that have been blocked off. And the public knows that these are gang areas not to go in there. They're not safe. And that breaks my heart. I love Kansas City. But apparently, you know, it feels to me that this may be what happened, is that we had a gang-related incident. So now, what, what is what is the cause for gangs? I'll tell you one, and the main thing it is, it's not having a father in the household. These All these young men are growing up without the proper guidance and the proper support. They're not growing up in in houses that have Jesus Christ as the center of the house and, and a, a father leading that house. They're growing up with single mothers who are doing the best that they can, but they can't provide the leadership and the guidance that needs to be to get to keep these men on, on a direct path. And they, they venture out for some other sort of male support and they find it in the wrong place. And there, there we go. And so we've got to look at these as the reason for these crimes. Guns are not the reason. You look at California, they have shootings. You look at all these, uh, New York, we have one down Times Square, uh, shooting. So how are these happening when they, in these places that have these, you know, they don't allow the quote unquote assault weapons. They, they have uh, universal background checks. They have, you know, background checks to get ammunition in most cases. You have to get a permit. You have to register the vehicle. But they're still not doing anything because the people doing this are people that are going to break laws. And those laws will not keep them from continuing to break more laws. So we have to look at the other, the, the true root of the problem. We have to go back. We have to look at the families. We have to look at the way these people are being raised. And we have to start getting into the community and, and doing something about that. And we have to also start prosecuting and putting these people in jail for crimes that they commit initially. Uh, the 
this whole, you know, you can steal $1,000, up to $1,000, and you're not going to get prosecuted. That is ridiculous. Look at what's happening to these cities like San Francisco. They're being overrun, and that is because we are turning a blind eye to crime. And when you do that, you have more crime. But And then on on cue, you know, it's, it's the guns problems, and it's also the dealer problems. Then on cue, USA Today puts out an article, and they start calling out, Based on, you know, Freedom of Information Act information they got from the ATF and other stats about the uh, the gun stores that are selling the most guns used in most crimes. And they're doing that based on trace data. And that is, you know, the ATF calling because they've got a firearm that they need to trace to find out who was the last known purchaser of that firearm. And they're saying, you know, that that was involved in a crime. That's really not the reason the trace is the, the pr- 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 prominent reason for a trace request is a found or unknown firearm and trying to figure out where it belongs. May or may not have been used in a crime. But they're saying, that, look, here, here are the bad boys. Here are the ones that are putting all these guns on the street. So let's go after them, too. And they're disparaging these places. But if you look at them, it's the ones that have volume. They sell the most guns. So obviously they're going to have the most trace request. The the cutoff, the way that somebody got onto this list, was you had to have 25 trace requests within a year, and that they all were within the last three years. So, that's not many. I am a very, very small. You know, I don't do retail. All I do are internet transfers. I'm a very small. I do this out of my house. And I probably do 12 to 15 trace request a year. Now, are they all within the last three years? I don't know, but, you know, and before, you know, my, my bout of volume, since we, we moved further out into the, the country, my volume is down when I was right in the heart of DFW. I had a good deal of volume and I was probably doing 25 trace requests a year and, and they may or may not have been within three years. So I probably was on the borderline of being considered one of these bad dealers. And that's not hard to do when you sell a lot of guns. And I wasn't really even, quote unquote, selling a lot of guns or transferring a lot of guns. If I was a normal retail store, it'd be hard to stay in business with what I was, with what I was doing on a, on a, you know, yearly basis. But you can see that they're coming for us all and they, they want to take away our guns. They want to take away the people that sell the guns that are going to go after the manufacturers of the guns. And it has nothing to do with trying to make our place, the world safer. These mass shootings are just a great way to trigger us and get the start getting the word out and start making these ridiculous claims and asking for you know to start banning firearms and then eliminating the second amendment eventually so you know it's a sad time that we're in we have to stay strong we have to keep fighting for our second amendment we have to put donald trump in the office somebody that will clean house and maybe take control of the atf but we also have to start looking you know, locally about what we can do. And, you know, the problem comes is we've got to get, keep these fathers in the house and staying married to their spouses. And, you know, to me, that comes back to, to faith and Jesus and getting people to believe, you know, godly marriages and, and staying together and raising their children correctly and, you know, creating a better society for all of us. So thank you for listening. Have a great day. Share this podcast. Email me questions, comments, do whatever you can. Just uh, keep the word out. We're getting into election season and we've got to keep fighting. We've got to have people know what we're up against. Take care and have a great day.